Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. As we look at uh, Earth Day, uh, we're going to continue that conversation. Uh, as Einstein said, if we can just stay with the questions a little longer, we can get to the better solutions and be a little smarter. And we're uh, really pleased to be joined now by Congressman John Curtis uh, on this Earth Day. And uh, Representative Curtis, we appreciate you joining us. And you've been someone who has been very active in building bridges when it comes to climate to uh, reject the all or nothing, fake fight, false choice uh, that often surrounds a lot of the issues relating to our planet. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That's a, that's a high compliment, the way you worded that. Uh, well, tell us about uh, I know uh, the, the, the must view uh, on the Twitterverse is the Curtis Climate Chat every week. Uh, <laughs> I know that it's just blowing up the interwebs. Uh, but tell us what you're doing there and uh, some of the conversations you're having. Well, uh, and by the way, I'm sorry, I'm at an airport. So if your listeners have to um, deal with that background noise, I'm sorry. You know, it's been really fun. And and I don't mind telling you, when we started this Curtis Climate Chat, the very first one I did, I sent out a a tweet that said, I'm going to be starting this uh, conversation about our responsibility here on the earth. And the very next morning, uh, my wife's tennis group uh, was convinced that I had gone off the deep end simply because I uttered the word climate, right? And so now I was in league with AOC. And that I think that points out the problem for conservatives is we're just not at the table. And um, that's been a huge mistake for us to, to not be part of this dialogue. And, um, and, and likewise, you've got the extremes on the other end putting forth uh, ideas and and plans that, that I, they, to me, I call it, they take the head off to fix the headache. And, uh, and and that turns off conservatives. And so we're not having very good dialogue right now about this. Yeah, and it, it's such a, a crucial conversation. And, uh, you know, a day like Earth Day is, is an important marker. Uh, but I, I keep saying, you know, we're we're really good at events in this country. We're good at days, and we're good at moments, but we got to get better at forward movement. I know one of the things that you've been working on in terms of that common sense, practical, tactical. We can have we can have both. We can be careful stewards of the land, and we can have some good mixed use or make good decisions. I know you have one bill uh, in Congress right now, a wildfire bill. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, and let me also add to that, too, is we can also add jobs, right? These, mm. these uh, things that we do for the earth don't have to be job killers. And uh, one of the things, now to your point, is uh, wildfires. Uh, we're very susceptible to it here in Utah and in my district and, and throughout the state, and they're devastating. 
And uh, you talk about uh, putting carbon in the air. I mean, we put massive amounts of carbon in the air. Mm. So uh, we're, we're trying to work to bring some some thoughtful um, ideas to how we can better manage our forest, uh, bring people off of the extremes and, and realize that they do need management uh, and that proper management can give us healthy forest. And um, at the same time, you know what? We've got to acknowledge that, that we keep moving closer and closer to these forests that are going to burn. Right. And we've got to deal with, with man's interaction with the forest. Yeah, so important. And, uh, and again, having those decisions being made closer and closer to the forest uh, is a big yeah. part of that. I know you've also got a bill, uh, which is, again, kind of this mixed-use uh, opportunity of stewardship and being able to use it for jobs and recreation, uh, the Bonneville Shoreline Trail Bill. Tell us about that. Oh, I love this bill. Listen, um, I grew up, didn't know it was called the Bonneville Shoreline Trail, but I grew up in these Mill Creek, and we would hike along this. As a matter of fact, my brother and I did it just a, a week ago. We called it the Z Trail, and it goes up to the the Shoreline Trail. Most people are not aware that there are portions of this trail that cross over wilderness study area. Technically, you can't ride a bike in wilderness study. Mm. And so we're trying to clean that up so that that trail can be used. And uh, quite frankly, our success will lead to uh, taking some of the pressure off our canyons or where people can recreate without having to go up into the canyons. Uh, they can enjoy the beautiful outdoors, and uh, it's just kind of a win all the way around. Uh, that's that's so important. And as we as we look at those challenges, we look at uh, all of the things we're dealing with from from climate to water to pollution and and emissions and so on. Uh, what else should we be thinking about uh, in terms of moving oh, well, this dialogue forward? Yeah, I think it's really important that we change the dialogue to global awareness. So, and, and let me tell you what I mean by that. If, if we are 100% successful in uh, taking U.S. carbon to zero, we're only going to reduce worldwide carbon by 14%, somewhere between 10 and 14%. So my point is, even if we're wildly successful here in the U.S. and we are not addressing worldwide carbon, uh, we will, we're not going to achieve our, our goals. And this is very important for people who are a little uncomfortable with the villainization of fossil fuels. You know, using natural gas, we can do more to reduce worldwide carbon than we can by all of the Green New Deal combined if we implemented every one of those things. And this is why conservatives need to be at the table talking about these ideas, because we don't have to destroy the economy and we don't have to eliminate 100% of fossil fuels in order to make tremendous progress on reducing carbon. Yeah, that's that's so important. And uh, representative, before I let you hop on that plane and get back to the uh, the good people in the third district, uh, we know it's Thursday. We know it. Uh, we know it's time to head back uh, to the state of Utah from Washington, which is always a, a good thing. Uh, you've also been uh, very active and and very important in the dialogue, a seat at the table as it relates to immigration and uh, some of the uh, visa issues that are coming up as well. Uh, tell us about that, because this is another one where we tend to go to the extremes and, and have this fake fight and false choice. Exactly. So we've got a bill. It's one of my favorite bills. It's called the state-sponsored visa bill. And in essence, what it does is it puts forward an extra allocation of visas that can be used for uh, workers that want to come to this country, obey the law, work hard, pay taxes, but the beauty of this program is they're allocated to the states and the governors and, and the legislatures of the state get to determine how they're used or if they even want to use them at all. And this is the problem, as you know, uh, boy, we get so many one-size-fits-all answers from Washington, D.C. The beauty of this program is each state is to decide 
at what level they want to participate, if they want to participate, and then we hold the states accountable for tracking uh, the recipients of these visas, which the federal government has failed at, at doing. And this is one of the reasons everybody should like this bill. It expands the visas, but it also uh, does so uh, in an orderly, fashionable way that, that many people would like to see as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, Representative John Curtis, we will let you uh, get on board and get back to the great state of Utah. Appreciate your efforts back there and for talking to us both in terms of uh, climate and uh, what we're doing to be responsible stewards of the earth and, and also this important issue that we need to get resolved as it relates to our immigration system. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your leadership. Thanks, Boyd. Yeah, best to you. All right. Travel safe. All right, again, that's uh, Representative John Curtis uh, joining us from the airport, uh, heading back uh, to the state. It's Thursday. Uh, used to always say that the greatest lubricant uh, to get something done in Washington is the jet fumes uh, from Washington, Washington Reagan International Airport. Uh, everyone gets ready to, to get back uh, to their state, get back to the district and uh, the people that they are representing and serving. All right, uh, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. And when we come back, we're going to continue my interview with Dana Perino from Fox News. Fascinating discussion. If you missed the first part yesterday, you can get that at kslpodcast.com or on our app, uh, sponsored by our friends at Any Hour Services. Great interview with Dana Perino. So that will be coming up next after bottom of the hour news. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.